today I want to talk to you about Psalm 95. And in Psalm 95, I want to touch on this, let us worship. That's the theme of today, let us worship. As I said before, if you want bad news, you can find a lot of bad news in the world right now. It's all over the place. You walk out, you go into your workplace, people talk, and it's negative. A lot of people talk about negative things these days. But we need to follow God, and we need to worship God, and we need to thank God. Because not all with God looking after His children is lost. I mean, that's where our faith sits in. It sits in God, and we need to trust God. Now, it's all about thankfulness. and That's what it is. If you are thankful, you can worship God. Because that's where it's coming from. And I find it so many times that people who's not thankful find it difficult to worship God. Difficult to say thank you to God. And this can start in your family. It can start with you. It can start in the very small things. Every day if you wake up, are you saying thank you to God? Are you? Thank you, Lord, for this day. I know a lot of people stand up and the first thing they look out the window and they saw the weather and they go, oh, it's an horrible day. And you know what happens? You walk with that wherever you go and you touch people. And talk about a virus. This is something that affects a lot of people. Because if you are thankful and if you are praising God, guess where it's going to show? It's going to show in your body. It's going to show in your face. And just walk around these days. I know we wear masks. You can't see faces anymore, but you can see eyes. And I love to look people in the eye. Why? Because the eye is the window of what? Of the soul. It's the, it's the window of the heart. And you can see somebody in their eyes, whether they are spiritually dead or not. You can see that. You can see somebody in their eyes, whether they carry the whole load of this world upon their shoulders. And let me tell you, you are not strong enough to carry the whole world's problem on your shoulders. You're not even strong enough to carry your own problems. And you say, prove it to me, preacher, go and ask the doctors. Go and ask them how much medicine they give out to the people today just to give them a kick or to give them an uplift or to change the mood swings in their minds. The world is not the place where you find your rest and your peace. There is only one place, and that is Jesus Christ. It's Him. That's where you find it. But it comes with a thankful heart. It comes with when you are down and out, that you can still raise your hand to the sky, that you can still look up into the sky and say what? Thank you, God. Praise Him even in the bad times. This is how it goes. And this will sustain you because this shows to him your faith in him. The first thing that happens, and look, I'm not preaching from a high ground here because I'm still a person just like you. It's not to say that, you know, you're the pastor of the church, that the world don't touch you. Have you noticed? Everything happens to the preacher than with the people. But here is the thing, that when we get down and out, what's the first thing? We go into a mood of complaining. And I've heard it so many times that people say, why Lord, why me? Instead of saying, thank you Lord. Thank you Lord, because I can tell you brother and sister, if you look around you, there's people who are worse off than where you are sitting. And this is what we've got to be thankful for. What are we coming out of? We're coming out of eight months to ten months of lockdown. The hardest lockdowns in the world in Melbourne. And here we're sitting today, we've got a privilege. 
But I'll tell you now, today is a day of rejoicing. But go back six months, it wasn't a time of rejoicing for a lot of people. You know, we never knew whether we were going to be able to get together. And let me say this to you as well. We don't know, because I hear so many people say, oh, if we can only get rid of 2020. You know, 2021, we can't wait because it's going to be a better year. Have you heard that? Are you some, some of you looking forward to that as well? But I've got news for you. Let, let this preacher say to you today that 2021 can be even worse. How do you know? How do you know? Is there somebody who can stand up here to say today, I can assure this church today that next year is going to be better than 2020? No one can do that. So there's people who's relying on vaccines and on governments and on, on medicine. Let, let me tell you now, nothing of that can give you the rest and sustainability that our Lord and Father can give you. And if there is a time to worship God, the time is now. You don't have to shout hallelujah or amen, but I will do. Amen. And this is where we're coming to. We're coming to this part to say thank you to God. I want this service to say thank you to God. You know, it was in uh, 1860 where there was a ship in Lake Michigan in, in America and there was a big storm on the water and the ship was starting to go under and there was a man by the name of Edward Spencer and Edward Spencer jumped into the water and swam and he saved 17 people. Time after time, he was so tired. His body was giving in, but he thought one more person, one more person. He was still a young man. He was still a fit man. And every time he braved the wind, he braved the waves of that, and he went in. He grabbed one more person. He struggled that person to the shoreline, puts them down, and everybody would have said after the fifth person, look, Edward, that's it. Good. Well done. I would have said that, especially if he saved me, especially if I was that fifth person. I would have said, thank you so much. You don't have to go in anymore. You see, this is how people sometimes look at travesty, isn't it? As long as it doesn't fit, as long as I'm the safe one, as long as I'm just taken out, I don't care about the rest. But Edward, he started going back for the sixth person. And he, and he went in and his body started giving in. Drag that person out. Now, six person might have said, Edward, that's it. You know, you've done your bit. Don't go in again. You can drown. You know, you would say that if you are that six person, isn't it? You would say, man, I'm safe. And again, so many people, you know, once that travesty doesn't eat me. Once that cancer doesn't eat me. You're sitting there and say, oh, thank God, it's, it's them and not me. And this is the, the world we're living in. And you know, this Edward going in, 17 lives, he couldn't do it anymore. And, and he survived, but because he went in so many times, body, and he lived with an ailment for the rest of his life to grow to an old man. And the day when he died at his funeral, these words came out that not one of those 17 people, not one, thanked him for what he did. You see, this is so easy. It makes the point that when we get saved, when, when, when I look after my life, when I've reached my goals, 
that I don't look at the person. Is that the Christian way? You know, as long, Lord, as I get the biggest food on the table, I don't care about the people who don't have that. But you see, the same thing happened in the Bible. I find there in Luke chapter 17, Jesus was walking past and there's ten lepers there. Who remembers that story? <clears throat> ten lepers. And they came to Him. And they said, Master, please heal us. And you know what happens with leprosy? People don't want to touch them. Because they, their body rots. It rots to an extent where their fingers fall off. They, they skin, I mean, you don't want to see, and they stink, you know, because that's all the pest that comes out of those sores and so on. And they, they had to live outside of the towns and outside of the cities. Isn't this what we also do as a people? If somebody is, is really serious in a position, then you, you shut them out. Just look at COVID. I mean, how, how much did we as Victorians have to take from the rest of the world when they locked us down? We don't want you guys up here. And I understand that's not to spread and all those things. But there is a stigma that sometimes go with people. But you know the man who breaks stigmas? I know him. I know him personally because he's my Lord. And as he walked past that day, what happened? These ten lepers came to him. And they said, please, please heal us, Master. And what did he do? He said to them, go to the priest because this is what they had to do. They had to go to the priest and show the priest that they are healed. And all ten went to the priest and all ten of them were healed. And what happened? All ten went back to Jesus and said, thank you, Jesus. No, that's not what happened. How many out of those ten went? One. One person. One went back to Jesus. And he said, thank you, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. And Jesus said to them, weren't there ten of you? But where is the other nine? Where is the other nine? And he said to that man who came back to him, go, go your way because your faith has healed you. Brother and sister, the reason why I start this way, this sermon, is I want this whole church this morning to come back to Jesus and to say to Jesus this morning, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Look at my family. Look at my children. They are healthy. They are safe. You've kept them, Lord. And your life is sustained. Your life is kept by the Master, by Jesus. So let's go into worship to Him today. And as I read the psalm to you, I want you now to listen and thank Him in this. You know, when the psalmist writes this, in fact, it is said they don't know who the writer of the psalm is, but when, when the writer of Hebrews referred to the psalm, he referred it to, to the psalm of David. You think about all the travesty that David went through. Do you think about that? We, all, we always read about the good things that David did and the good things that David went through, don't we? Why? Because we are children of God. We want to see the good in people, don't we? But did you know that David went to difficult times in his life? That the king even wanted to kill him? That his own son turned against him? Talk about a father and a son relationship. I've got children, I know how that feels. That love between a father and his son. And here is this the son who turns, he wanted to kill his father. Now, if it's David, listen to his words in Psalm 95 verse 1. He says, O come, 
Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyful to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with Let us shout joyful to Him with psalms. The Lord is great. And somebody shout The Lord is great. Come on, shout hallelujah. The Lord is great. Praise His name. And great King above all gods. In His are the deep places of the earth. See, he has made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, you see a second time, there's an invitation to the people of God to come. There's an invitation to you this morning to come. He says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear His voice, what needs to happen? Come to Him. Now, I just want to say for those who think I'm loud today, I haven't had a chance to preach for eight months. You're going to get it all. But I want you to experience the passion of this psalmist. He didn't sit there on a rock and say, Oh, you know, let's just praise God. Oh, you people over there, come over here, man. You know, let us sing to the Lord. No, I see a man who's been, who's been vitalized by God, who knows what God has done for him. And when he shouts out to the people, he, he don't want it to be heard about somebody sitting there at the back you know, Paul, you right there at the back. He don't want to go that that person don't know what's going on here. No, when we serve God, man, we serve God. And everybody knows what's going on. Yeah? Yeah or no? But what I find these days in the world, Christians don't want to serve God anymore. Oh, no. They can get passionate about their sports stars and all other stars, but, but not God. Yet He's the one who sustains them. He's the one who carries them through. So here comes this psalmist, and he writes, he says, come. And you see, there's a few things we find here. The psalmist gives us what, how, and why of worship. What, why, and how. You know, what do we worship? Look at, look at that. We worship God. Our worship is directed to God. The world is worshiping a lot of things, have you noticed? Just drive down the street and see how people worship their homes. You just drive down and you see how people worship their cars. You know, we, how people worship each other. You know, I've, I've heard a man in New Zealand who was preaching. This man, he was so in love with his wife. I said, how long are you married? And he goes, we are 25 years married. And you should be in love with your wife. But he went further. He says, man, I, I, I kiss the places where she walks. All the wives is quiet now. <laughs> Do you know? The wife should say, that's a man after God's own heart. <laughs> I'm on very, very shaky ground now. I, I can't see my wife in the. Uh, she's, she must be hearing my voice. I'm preaching loud. 
there's a difference between loving your wife and worshiping your wife. There's a difference between loving your husband and worshiping him. We should only worship God. There's a difference between worshiping anything else but God. Guess what's in the Ten Commandments? Guess what's in there? You shall love the Lord your God with what? Say it, all your heart. Yes. And all your mind. Say it, all your mind. That's it. Let, let me just put it in here. I didn't prepare for this, but I'm, I'm going to say it. In your life, the structure always should be God first. And if you're not a married man, you, your family gets placed, but then God gives you a job, and then He sustains you. If you're a married man, what happens? If you're a married man, God comes first. Second comes your wife, because God gave her to you. Then comes your children. And then comes your friends, your Christian friends. You know, you know but what I see is a mismatch there. I see some families that, that God's not even first, but the children are first. You know, we should do every single thing to please the children. Let me tell you, I'm so sorry if I'm going to say they are right, but that will spoil them. That will spoil them and that won't raise them in God's ways. And you will have endless problems with that. You will cry at night, not them. And some people put their wife or husband above God, you know. It's first them and then God and then, you know. No, no, God's got an order. So if we worship, who do we worship first? God. This is what the psalmist say. Look at him. He says, come, let us sing to whom? To the Lord. Let us shout joyful to the rock of our salvation. That is who we worship. Then he says, our entrance is with thanksgiving and with humility. You know how some Christians pray? When they start hitting their knees, they go, Oh Lord, I need this and I want that and I want that and I need this. And did you see how those people treated me? Lord, I want you to come and zap them because they're not allowed to treat me like that, Lord. So sort them out. But please give me this, please give me that. Honestly, people pray like that. And why is that? Let it be no surprise because it's about me. Lord, please me. Yes? You can also say amen to that. <laughs> I know sometimes it hurts, then you say nothing. You can say ouch or you can do anything, but that is so true. But when we come to the Lord, what we need to do is we come and we bow down in thanksgiving to Him. First, we thank God for what we've got. This is why I ask, when you wake up in the morning, what do you do the first thing when you open up your eyes? Thank you, Lord. And what can you thank Him first for? Just for that very first thing you do. Everybody goes like this. Come on, everybody. If you don't do it, I can, I can honestly get you to sing and do this. What is that? Breath. So when you wake up and you say to me, but preacher, I don't know what to say to God thank you for. First thing you say, thank you, Lord, for this life that I'm still living. Do you know that today there's people struggling to get the next breath? And here you And by the time I'm going to finish this sermon, you would have taken nearly 10,000 breaths. And there's people right now struggling to take the next one. I want you all to do this.
Now, I can feel mine because I'm worked up, because I'm preaching, but can you still feel there a heartbeat? If you can't feel it there, if, 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 if you don't try there, and if you don't feel anything there, try there. If you don't feel anything there, there's problems. <laughs> what do you feel? A heartbeat. Do you know there's people who are struggling right now for the next heartbeat? And they are thinking about it. You don't even think about it until I mentioned it, did you? Did you? Why? Because your heart just beat automatically, isn't it? We take it for granted. Friends, what are we thankful for? We're thankful for life. So he says we come to him in his presence, thank him. And how do we do that when you come to thankfulness? Oh, Lord, I'm so thankful. Oh, thank you so much for what you are doing to me. No, no, it's a joyful. You come to him joyfully, yes? Thank you, Lord! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Yes, the neighbor might think you are shouting for some kind of sporting hero, but no, you're not. You're thanking God. And how do you come in front of him? He says it there in verse 7. He says, let us come and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord. How is that? In humility. And then the psalmist goes on and he tells us, then why do we do this? In other words, what is the content of our worship? Why do we come to the Lord? He, because it is God Himself that we worship. In verse 3 He says, For the Lord is great. Who can say that? Who can say God is great? Can you show me? Is God great? And the key, great King above all gods. Why is God great? He, he tells us that as well. He says to us why God is great in this psalm. Have you noticed? Look at this. In His hands are the deep places of the earth. This is why I find it fascinating when we read in a newspaper somebody got lost at sea and they can't find his body anymore. They say he's lost. Yes, it's true to his family and to you and me he's lost. But for God he's not lost. He knows exactly where he is. Okay? He says the deep places of the earth, the heights of the hills are also his. The sea is his for he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. How great is our God? How great is he? And you know what? To top this off, you and I were made in His image above it all. You will go and read this afternoon. If you say you are bored, I can give you some homework. Go and read Psalm 139. And you see where you fit in. 139 says that you were formed in the inward parts and God knew about you. Everyone who sits here. You see, this is our great that we serve. And why do we say, is he great? Because he's our shepherd. For he is our God, and we are his people of his pastor, the sheep of his hand. And this is so good to know this. You know, I've had a few people over this time who stay in contact with my, my brother. Glenn is staying in contact with me every day, and I appreciate his updates, and he calls me, and it's good. And I've got a few others. And you know what? Some, of those, some people, even at work, some people are fretting out. They say, what is going to happen? I don't know. I don't have to feel that way. Why? Because I have got a shepherd. And what does a shepherd do? He looks out for his sheep. Do you know? Can you see why we are thankful today? Can you see why we need to worship God today? And we can only but surrender and submit to Him. And we bow down before Him. Now let me finish, and then I'm going to take the mic. Let me finish with this. But there's also a warning. 
This psalm is made out of two parts. If I do a proper ex exegesis of the psalm, a, a, you know, a expository teaching of the psalm, I should have started and say there is worship and there's a warning. And this is where the warning part comes in. Because he says in verse 7, Today, everybody say today. today. Now what does today mean? Does it mean yesterday? Does it mean tomorrow? It means today. He talks to you today. He says today if you will hear his voice. How do you hear the Lord's voice? Can you hear His voice today? Praise the Lord, brother. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I've just listened this week to some person preaching and he says, man, you know, we're in trouble because you're in trouble if you can't hear God's voice. And I started listening to this man and he goes... Yes, he, you can actually hear his audible voice. Now, look, I'm not going to, that's a different message, but here is the thing. My brother said it. Every time you open up God's Bible, you hear his voice. Today, am I reading out of the Bible? Am I? Yes. Are you hearing his voice? Yes. yes. You say, but I hear your loud voice today. Yes, but he's speaking through me. And this is why this is so prominent. He says, if you hear his voice. But you see there's a will in front of here. If will is the name, here is the surname. If will is the name, here is the surname. Because that's where the problem falls in. People will not. That's why they don't. But if you will today, hear his voice. Verse 8. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. You know why people can't hear His voice? Because they rebel against God. He says, as in the day of the trial of the wilderness. You know why people don't hear His voice? Because the trials brings them down. Eight months COVID, people are losing their minds. And you know, he goes on, when your fathers tested me, you know, want to know why people don't hear His voice? Because they test the Lord. How do they test? Lord, if only you do this, I will serve you. That's testing God. That's testing God. If you pray like that, if you go on your knees and say, Lord, Lord, honestly, I want that car. Now, if you give me that car, I will, I will worship you for the rest of my life. No, you will not. You will not. You will not even turn around and say thank you when you get that car. We've proven that already. He says, test it. Though they saw my work, verse 10, for 40 years I was grieved with that generation and said, the people go astray in their hearts and they do not know my ways. They do not know. I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter my rest. You see Paul writing in Philippians 4 verse 6. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. Everybody say every situation. What does it mean? It means every situation. What do you need to do? With thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God will surpass your understanding. It won't just pass it, it will surpass your understanding and will guard your hearts. He writes it in Colossians chapter 2, 6. As you were therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. That's the key. Walk in His ways. Rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Colossians 3.15. 
He says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. How do you do that? By letting me live in you, to which you also were called to one body. Be what? Thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, and all wisdom and understanding. And whatever you do, Jesus give you. Now I want to, I'm going to stop preaching now because I think you've heard enough of me now. Praise the Lord. But I want to just give you an opportunity. Don't feel shy. If there's anybody here today who's just got a thanks, thankful word they want to say to the Lord in front of the church, I, Lord, I just want to thank you. It just have to be two words that you've carried us through. He will know. You don't have to explain it in detail. I'm not asking you to tell us in 10 minutes what. if you just want to say something short, a testimony. I want to start by thanking the Lord for saving and keeping my family. You know, we've got children. And I thought when I had children... Man, Jared, believe me, you've got two children. You look at them and you worry about the future and you think about the future. Wait until they grow up. They always stay your children. They always stay big babies. Oops, they didn't stay here. They <laughs> but you know what happens? Then grandchildren come and it all starts all over again. And I thank the Lord today that He kept us and He kept my children. But I also thank the Lord that He kept everyone here because you are part of my family. In this time, nobody of our church family got the disease. Nobody of our church family passed away. We thank the Lord for that. And I'm still praying over that. I prayed so much for today. I said, Lord, let there be no diseases coming close to this place. Not even a cold. You should hear that poor cold. He goes, where do I go? I can't go to that church. And also, you know, I thank the Lord for, for the operation. Sharia went in hospital uh, just uh, last week, this week, and she's out, she's better, Leonie's better, and I want to thank the Lord. I want to give Him glory and thanks for that. Is there anybody else? Yes. I'll come to you with the mic. Also, I'd like to thank the Lord for looking after my family, my friends, uh, we live in a village where there's 600 people and not one person in our village got that virus. Praise so the I Lord. Praise the Lord Amen. and thank you, O Lord. And what you were saying about a per people that thank God every day is a prime example here. My mother prays for him every day and when she wakes up, she says, thank you, Lord, for giving me another day. She's 87 in June. And uh, she loves our Lord so much, and she prays for him every day. And I just want to say that your mother is a very, very beautiful person, and, I, and she's got a very beautiful heart, and, and may the Lord bless you with that. You see, beauty, beauty. Let, it, let, let me just talk to, to the ladies in the church. Beauty shines from the inside out. That's true beauty. You know, somebody might look at some person, and, and unfortunately what the world has done, they've given us Hollywood. I don't need Hollywood. Hollywood is fake. And they, and they portray a certain way that a, a lady needs to look like, and they say, that is success, that's beautiful, it ain't. They can come into this church, and I'll show you more beautiful people. It's not how you look on the outside. It's how you shine from the inside. And man, I can, start a, I can start a sermon right now. I can go to John and preach about that. But I just want to say, may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. You're looking beautiful today. Amen? More. Who wants to? Yes, Debbie. Don't feel shy. I mean, we're family here today.
I'd just like to thank the Lord for us getting us all through and also for blessing my family for a new life next April, another grandson. Praise the Lord. Amen. New life. Amen. <laughs> come, if, if you want to talk, just, just put up your hand. I'll come to you. Amen. I want to thank God as a family. He has kept us through 2020. Actually, COVID-19 didn't really affect us in any ways. Uh, only challenging thing that I faced was online teaching because I didn't know many things about, you know, online. But uh, Jinil would know that, you know, he's our IT expert. Yeah, but even through that situation, actually, God, you know, he kept his promises and he taught us many things and we survived and we are here. Children are doing well. Not even cold or fever affected us last Amen. year. <laughs> so it's truly remarkable. And as a part of a missionary organization, uh, we Australians are really blessed because of we actually didn't affect much, and uh, a lot of missionaries been uh, like uh, supported by a lot of people from Australia, and we've been supporting like almost uh, uh, 300 children in uh, Southeast Asian, uh, Southeast Asian countries. So all of them were really blessed. Even we could support them. Uh, uh, yeah, not not like not the regular. More than that, we supported them. So. It's a real blessing. We believe that we you know, God blessed us because it's not because us, because of some people there. They don't have uh, the preach uh, the gospel never preached to them. Amen. So we have been blessed because of them only. That is what I believe. Amen. Thank no, you, Lord. Yeah. You are. Now I just want to say, you know, a lot of people might know, don't know it, but Paulson is in a ministry that goes out and they take they take uh, uh, clothing, they take uh, electronics and stuff, and they help children in in which country. Four countries. Four countries. And, and we, you need to pray for him. And, and the other thing that I want to say, you know, isn't God good that he taught new skills, you know? <laughs> Jen? Praise the Lord. Thank you. Um, thank the Lord for this year. I, had, I made a trip back in February to see my parents. She was really good. And I got back just in time before the first lockdown. And being in the health industry and we're doing testing at work and I praise God that none of us really got sick. We, we, a few of us were tested. Um, but it was all just minor cold and really thank him to bring us through this year. It's been a really stressful year to be in the health industry. Amen. Thank you for that. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, it, and it's good to see this man back in church, isn't it? You, were, you went up to, uh, uh, where did you stay some of the time? I know, for three months, I know that. I know, and it's good to see him here today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, okay, Sky even missed church. <laughs> she thought it was a walk. Amen. I'd like to thank the Lord um, for this year, um, and especially because working through COVID and, um, you know, going through what we had to all go through, it was great to know that everyone had got through safely. We, I came very close to a COVID case where I was, where I was working, and we had to get tested because of that. And there's been many tests this year, but, you know, I praise the Lord he got us through all of that, and, and all of us at our work was okay, except for maybe the one person. Um, however, I also praise him too for, um, you know, for my family as well, that they had been, you know, 
kept well and everything. They had babies and everything, so that was a good thing that they got through it. And we haven't seen all, you know, each other still, but we will. And I praise the Lord for the operation that I had, and it was successful, and, and, and there was no, no, nothing um, serious about it, which was really good. So thank you, Jesus. Thank Amen. You. I'd just like to thank the Lord for his uh, provision. Um, it kept us stable in our jobs, um, all, all of us as in, in a family. So we, we thank him, we praise his name. And I think the biggest thing the Lord taught me personally um, is patience. Um, yeah, a lot of patience. So I praise God for that. Amen. Let's give David a praise the Lord. I'm so sorry. Look, I, I walked around so I know... That's, you know, we, we need to be COVID safe, okay? So everybody who talked, I want you to go and squirt their hands, okay? There we go. Need to? Because we all, all touch the mic. Look, I don't believe there's any COVID in, in the church, so don't, don't, I just want to make everybody feel, you know, comfortable with that. So if you, if you talk, you will get squished. I want to thank the Lord and praise the Lord for modern technology that during this time our dear pastor was still able to uh, pass messages and sermons on to us that we were able to still enjoy the word of the Lord um, and I think pastor you've done a wonderful job. We watched you every week and we praise you and thank you. I want to thank the Lord for that because you know um, it, it is every week but, you know, he sustained me. So, praise the Lord. Thank you for that, my brother. I need your job. You need to stay on, on your feet. <laughs> I just want to um, thank the Lord that we're able to um, meet up with our families for Christmas. There's a lot of people around that won't be. Um, so, yeah, I just want to um, thank the Lord for that. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If, if, I, if I get past you, give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. Yes, oh yes, I know, I'm coming to them. Yep, so the mic is going, there we go, yes, who's first? All three, you want to sing a song? Oh. <laughs> oh you all, all three wants to talk, okay? Um, Come stand over here. Are oh, you a little bit shy, you can sit. Um, we just want to thank God that he kept us all safe during lockdown and that um, we could still... Um, listen to the sermons on Sunday and it was a blessing and that we were all safe and that we can come together today. Praise the Lord. You were looking so much too forward to that, didn't you? To come to church today, isn't it? What does it mean to be in church today? A lot? Tell us, what does it mean? Mm, so much. So much. You know what I find amazing is, is how, how beautiful the children's faces changed in the last eight months, isn't it? Beautiful. Amen. Praise the Lord. More? Squid, squid. There we go. Chinsi. Thank to God. Uh, God protected us uh, through the, throughout the seven months. Um, God protected our families also, parents, uh, brothers, sisters, or we in India um, and. Uh, um, we um, and that home 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 church uh, with the pastor preaching with care and children also uh, in care and understand that is very good. Praise Thank God, God for yes yes. They listened. They sat. They took their notes. 
That's good. <laughs> I'm going to test him. I'm going to... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a test, so, so you know, I'm gonna, all the sermons, I've got a whole exam for them, okay? I'm just joking. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How good does that feel? Just to thank God for that. Isn't it good? Yes. Pradisha got a baby girl. Pradisha, for those who know, she, she's part of this church. They just moved away to Shepparton. But they've got a beautiful baby girl now, and she's healthy, and they're doing well. Praise the Lord. Right, so how did that feel? That was good just to say thank you to God. And that's all I wanted to do today. But remember what we said on there. Remember what the psalmist say. Every day give thanks to God. And Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord. And I hear when everybody say thank you. And we want to say thank you today, Lord. We are thankful. We are that one person who turn around and come back to you and say thank you, Lord. Father, we want to say thank you for who you are. You are our God. You're a great God. We thank you, Lord, that you're a sovereign God. Father, you're in control. The whole earth, our lives, everything depends upon you. And we thank you for that. Father of mercies, have mercy upon people during this time. Father of grace, have grace upon people. 